You know, like I'm yeah, crapping my pants thinking about West Ham. I have that's one cool. that's four years old. Mm-hmm. You're listening to those Dram Ginzers with your hosts John and Zach. Hey everyone, I'm John. And I'm Zach. And welcome to Those Dram Yinzers, where we drink bourbon. And talk about it. <laughs> I love it. Alright, we have a pretty special couple episodes coming at you here over these next couple weeks. Uh, we have been planning this for a year, basically. Yep. <laughs> as long as we've been doing the show, we've been trying to plan this thing, and we're glad we uh, were able to make it happen. Make it happen. We are recording at Liberty Pole Spirits, and te- and today we have Rob and Kevin of the Huff family. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Yeah, we're honored to be here. And, uh, and well, it's your joint. <laughs> yeah, we're honored. To we're be here. honored here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, any excuse to have a few drinks on a on a Sunday is a good thing. Yes, thank you for coming in on your day off. We I love appreciate it. Yeah, that. For sure. yeah, this is fun to do what we wanted to do with this show. After work would not have worked. No. We would have been sleeping downstairs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Curled up in the grains. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That doesn't sound that bad, to be honest, actually. <laughs> Kevin may or may not have been in that situation before. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. So, again, we're breaking this up into two episodes. So, first episode, we want to talk about you guys, your family. We want to talk about how this was started. So, take us back to the be- the the. The beginning that you can remember. The birth, the conception. The birth birth. of what is now Liberty Pole Spirits Mango Creek Distillers. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and I'll use air quotes on this uh, over the podcast. Won't translate maybe as well. (laughs) He's quoting. (laughs) Quoting. Uh, But dad had a a, a theoretical, air quotes, uh, hobby, right? So, Uh uh, and that was kind of, you know, his his thing. He liked to theoretically make whiskey. And, um, you know, it got to a point at his... His his you know the whiskey was tasting really good and mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of had this spark of inspiration and, and decided okay maybe we can turn this into a business and and so uh, that sparked uh, you know a couple year process of of building this out the brand you know the story and and, and all those good things so mm-hmm. uh, and and pretty cool and you know my mom is a huge part and 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 has really driven home this brand right because our our mentality is you can make whiskey anywhere but you got to have a cool brand. That supports mm-hmm. it, right? And, mm-hmm. and, 100%. and she's done an awesome job with that. And, and I think the funny story and, and kind of how that came to be is as dad is doing his theoretical hobby on the on the deck. Air quotes. <laughs> Air quotes. They had just moved into a new neighborhood. And, and actually their neighbor up the street uh, was a guy by the name of Tom Hart, who was uh, a big uh, a big advocate of the Whiskey Rebellion Festival here in, in Washington. And uh, mom actually makes homemade curtains. She does a lot of sewing and is really good at it. And so... Uh, they had come down to actually look at my mom's curtains, and they kind of snuck in the day my dad was doing one of his theoretical, air quote, hobby, and uh, to see mom's curtains. And so um, the hearts are walking through the uh, the house, and mom's trying to steer them away from the deck where the still was theoretically mm-hmm. running. And uh, as they looked at the, the curtains, and Tom, you know, just kind of cracked. He said, I, I know what's going on out there. He said, yeah. You really ought to look into Washington. He said, we'd, we'd just started at the time, just started the Whiskey Rebellion Festival, and mm-hmm. uh, there hadn't been a distillery in town yet. And 
um, it seemed like a, a perfect fit. And so Tom and my mom worked really hard and, and kind of developed this brand of the Liberty Pole and uh, the flag of the of the Whiskey Rebels and mm-hmm. and, uh, and developed that whole the, the, you know the whole brand out and uh, simultaneously started uh, you know building out the distillery. They had had gone to a few other distilleries and 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 uh, had some help along the way and uh, and then the doors opened in July of two thousand and sixteen uh, on the day of of the Whiskey Rebellion Festival, the seventh uh, annual Whiskey Rebellion Festival, I believe. So so. So th- your dad has been again theoretically right. uh, doing this for ten years. Then, if you said it was around the start of the Whiskey Rebellion Festival, Give this or was take. the tenth year, I believe. Yeah, right. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Did he um, like? Did he take any classes? Like, how did he like? Did he just kind of just like experimented, figured out what worked? Yeah. You know what? It was just experimenting and, and figuring out what works and, and research. And that's the beauty of, of whiskey is when you're experimenting, you get you, you know you drink the product and, mm-hmm. and see what you like about mm-hmm. it and. Uh, that's the best way to learn is, is, is trial by fire and, uh, you know, trying different things. And so, yeah, definitely it was all, uh, it was a lot of just, you know, trial and trial and error. Exactly. But it was, it was a 10 gallon, uh, copper, copper pot still. Okay. Um, so yep. Purely decoration though. And, and you're still using a copper pot. I mean, not that one, but you're using a copper pot still. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Similar shape. Never wanted well. to, never wanted to, to switch to the column still. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Did you no. guys save that but, copper pot? Yeah, it's actually in the uh, it's in the distillery right now. It's uh, it's a piece of decoration, like it always was, always decoration. Always, <laughs> I probably walked right by it too. Probably, <laughs> it's it's up in the top corner, so you don't see it oh, unless okay. someone really points gotcha. it out. Okay, so it's not. Like yeah, it's kind of it. it's kind of overlooking right. the operation. Got gotcha. you. Okay, well that makes sense. That's yeah. kind of like very like yeah. uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I like to tell people, it's kind of cool with that original still. Um, a lot of variables change when you go from running, you know, in your kitchen with a five gallon still to, uh-huh. you know, a full blown 600 gallon operation. Uh-huh. Uh, the one thing that has never changed is the mash bills, right? The yeah. mash bills were worked so that, on So that doesn't years. have to like, um, the, the size of the still doesn't, you know, doesn't, the percentages don't need to change that much not going from, yeah, really? not, it just yeah. scales up. Yeah. It just scales up by yep like Tech, exponentially a lot of different with, techniques with, change but mm-hmm. the mash bills have stayed the same since mm-hmm. my dad on the deck mm-hmm. essentially that's amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah so what made um i know i mean people start brewing their own beer because they can and i'm, I'm sure this is why he kind of was just like oh let's try this why what mash bill did he use when he first started do you know you know what it was it was, it was um a, f- a few things so so um you know they Always a whiskey, you know. Always a whiskey family. Always liked whiskey. Um, had had been making the, the the bourbon with this bloody butcher corn, and mm-hmm. um, you know that was one of those things. It was it was sort of recommended um, to us by mm-hmm. uh, actually a, f- a family of moonshiners uh, <laughs> who, who said, "You guys got to look into to bloody butcher corn. It makes the best moonshine." Uh, and so they started experimenting with uh, with that, and and kind of fell in love with with the earthiness, the the fruity flavors that kind of come from the. The blood, you know, bloody butcher corn. I like to tell people it's kind of the opposite of white corn, right? Where white corn is very simple, sweet, clean. Mm. Uh, bloody butcher corn is rich and earthy. Yeah, right? yeah. Is it Stone is it fruits. red? It is. It's okay, quite red. It looks beautiful. Indian corn. If you see, you know, Indian gotcha. corn, it uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. it reminds a lot of people of Indian corn. And gotcha. so, um, but then, it, of course, you made the rye, right? So in, in Pennsylvania, this. That's our bread and butter, right? Is, is mm-hmm. Pennsylvania rye whiskey, mm-hmm. so Monongahela style. Monongahela style rye. So we we didn't want to use corn, right? As was tradition in in, in old Monongahela rye mm-hmm. to not use uh, corn. So you know that was that was one of the huge proponents, of, you know, developing the the rye mm-hmm. bill. Uh, and then you wanted to use a little bit of wheat. So that was one of the things when you look at sort of rye. And um, until recently, 
there was really you know one one rye mash bill from a single distillery essentially mm-hmm. and and uh, sometimes it can be a little bit of a turnoff, right? It can be mm-hmm. um, a little bit too peppery, spicy in your face mm-hmm. and um, had the intention, okay, well, uh, a little bit of wheat to the mash bill um, to help soften it up. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to corn, but with maybe a little bit more mouthfeel, a little bit a little bit uh, uh, lighter kind of flavor to it. And so uh, that was the mentality behind the rye mash bill. And then the peat was that my mom loves peated scotches. And to this mm-hmm. day, and she'll... She calls herself a you know a dirt eater, right? And is proud of it, right? And uh, and and lo- loves absolutely loves peated peated whiskeys. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that was one of the stipulations for uh, starting the distillery is that have to make something that mom really enjoys. And and so uh, the peated mm-hmm. the peated bourbon was was something that uh, you know would satisfy. Hey, it's a it's a peated whiskey, but uh, it brings the elements of you know American whiskeys to it too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you have that nice peat characteristic of a of a scotch, but then. The beauty of American whiskeys is a little more full body. There's a ton of flavor, ro- mm-hmm. robustness to it, richness, and new oak barrels. And so that was kind of the mentality behind the, the peated bourbon. And it's been a super popular one. So going back to the rye, mm-hmm. adding the wheat, is that the typical Monongahela style or is that your dad doing that? Depends who you ask. Yeah, ah. there's, there's actually some good debate we've been about used, that. So. We've been using like Monongahela, right? We've been saying that. And I don't think we've ever actually said what like yeah. what makes a rye Monongahela? So to me, rye? the main things that make rye Monongahela rye, and credit Sam Kumlanich a lot for this detailed breakdown, right? But one, made in Pennsylvania, right? Two, it's kind of middle of the road rye mash bill. It's not your fifty-one percent rye, which is barely rye, essentially bourbon, mm-hmm. right? And it's not the ninety-nine percent, ninety-five percent rye. Mm-hmm. It's a middle of the road seventy percent rye, which that's one of my favorites because it's enough. That you can tell it's a rye. It's distinctly different than mm-hmm. a bourbon, mm-hmm. but it's not so much that it kind of kicks you in the gut with that rye spice. Mm-hmm. It's still soft, approachable. Yeah, and then the wheat plays really, really nice to kind of just really help with that soft approachability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that makes a Benongahela rye is actually the use of stone warehouses, right? So it's not the seven-story rick houses that they have okay. in Kentucky. Um, it's the more gentle climates of the stone rick houses. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That being said, I feel like Monongahela rye is evolving a little bit as we go on. So I, what was Monongahela rye, I'm sure will change a mm-hmm. little bit as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But for now, that's we're still checking off the main boxes. And, and that's probably why I, I've – all the ryes I've had around here, yours, Wiggles, Dad's Hat, like they all have this – I mean it's the malt. It's the barley. It's the, the maltiness to it that sets it apart from any other rye I've ever had from, from – either Kentucky or Tennessee or whatnot. And you can, you can pick that out. Mm-hmm. Like if you set blind samples in front of me, I could tell you which one was the Monongahela rye because right. it is so different than a, than a quote unquote traditional rye that like Kentucky or Tennessee makes, mm-hmm. but it's good. It's different in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And too, it's I, soft. Right. It's not super spicy. And that, that malt, that extra little bit of wheat, like definitely like brings it down and just makes it this is going to sound wrong palatable right compared yeah. to some like 95 percent or 99 percent rice you know yeah. yeah that's what we like it's palatable but it's still got the rye kick you can still tell mm-hmm. it's rye it's mm-hmm. a, it walks that fine line very mm-hmm. nicely yeah and generally too i think another kind of rule of thumb of, of pennsylvania rye is rob kind of alluded to it too but no corn so when it came to mm-hmm. the two rivaling states uh, of rye production maryland and pennsylvania yes. Right, Maryland style typically rule of thumb had a little bit of corn in it. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania's typically uh, had no corn, mm-hmm. and so definitely one of the things that uh, we wanted to stay true to. And you get all your outside of the peated ones. You get all your grains locally. 
Correct. Except and and, and malted barley too. But yeah, everything. Yeah. Yep. The um, yeah, all of the cereal grains are are uh, you know pretty local, right? Within mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. The bloody butcher farmer calls himself a bourbon farmer. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's not a bad gig. Not a bad gig at all. <laughs> Same last name as us too. He's a he's a twenty eight year old uh, farmer and uh, grows the bloody butcher. Pronounces his last name differently than us, but. But he's basically like family at this point too. So, well, yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, yep. are you guys his number one customer? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never asked. <laughs> as long as you keep growing good buddy butcher corn, that's all. That's our okay. So, your neighbor comes down, tells your dad, "Hey, you should start making this for other people." So, how does he go about first start selling it? Yeah, you know what? So, so. You have to get licenses, right? You right. have to go through. You have to get your your licenses. And to me, one of the coolest stories is is how the building came about. Um, you know, so so as you apply for your licenses, you're required to have a uh, a building uh, that you have drawings for mm-hmm. the layout of the distillery and the mm-hmm. bonded side of things. And uh, and so we had another uh, another facility lined up for the application process, uh, but the lease ended up falling through. Um, towards the end of this application process where you'd end up losing your fee and you'd have to start all over again and mm-hmm. restart the clock. Uh, and so mom and dad needed a, a building. Uh, and so mom actually drives to the Mingo Creek Cemetery where uh, some of the Whiskey Rebels are, are uh, laid to rest. Buried. How, long, how long was left in the uh, application process? At this Only point? a couple Four weeks. Four days? Yeah, well, yeah, are we, yeah, it was A close. week, two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the further we get from it, I think the fewer the fewer the days left. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fish story at I this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned that from mom. Never let anything get in the way of a good story. Yeah. yeah even the 13 truth. minutes left. <laughs> yeah. uh, last second. Uh, needless to say, it was close. It was very close. And so uh, mom goes to the, to the graveyard and um, she's standing over John Holcroft. This is at her lunch break at, uh, her prior career and, mm-hmm. uh, just mom. And she's ends up talking to the grave, you know, to the headstones. And, and as you guys know, my mom, right. That's just, that's her personality mm-hmm. and just super, super friendly. And, um, just as chatting, you know, lunchtime and talking to John Holcroft, who was likely known as, uh, Tom, the tinker. He was, he was the most likely culprit of, of this Tom, the tinker guy who would shoot holes in people's stills that paid their excise. He was the enforcer essentially. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mom's going, Hey John, look, we have this really cool, uh, idea for this whiskey distillery. Want to help pay tribute, uh, to your guys' story of the whiskey rebellion need a building though. So how about, how about a little bit of help and no joke. My dad, that same day was driving, uh, around Washington, uh, looking for buildings and this, this that we're in now just came up for, for at least that same, same exact day. So, um, it was sort of a happenstance kind of thing. And it ended up being a perfect spot for the distillery. We were a hundred yards from David Bradford's house, who was mm-hmm. one of the leaders of the rebellion, mm-hmm. uh, has a big overhead crane in the distillery. That's uh, incredibly functional. And, uh, and so it just worked, you know, worked out by happenstance. So we like to think, yeah, the, you know, the whiskey gods, the whiskey rebels are, are watching out over us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's how the building came to be. And, uh, and then it was a process. We, we found a guy up in, uh, in Maine, mom and dad, Jesse Lupo of, of Trident Stills, who shared kind of our philosophies for, for whiskey making and pot distillation and, uh, made a really nice, uh, 300 gallon pot still with a hand hammered copper head and, um, felt that it would help scale up the original, you know, 10 mm-hmm. gallons still. And, um, you know, all, all the pieces just kind of fit together like that. And it was, um, you know, things just fell into place as, as uh, you know, in a good way. What was in this building before? Right, right before you, like, why is the crane here? Yeah, so it was an old, an old monument factory. So Simon White and Sons. Um, okay. And they used to produce granite headstones, statues. 
uh, for great lot lot for graveyards, mm-hmm. uh, and so the crane was used to move the big statues around. So it's perfect. The building was built in 1905. Uh, and so it was the fourth location of, of this company's um, almost empire of, of headstones. So mm-hmm. they helped uh, revolutionize uh, headstones. Prior to them, a lot of people weren't using the nice, you know, the mm-hmm. headstones on a graveyard. So uh, a, a 200-plus-year-old family business making making headstones. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you – so we'll get to Liberty Pole here in a second, like the name. But right. Mingo Creek Craft Distillers. Yeah, so that's that's where the um, – that's how we incorporated. That that, that became our, our business entity, the LLC, uh, the Mingo Creek Craft Distillers. And the story behind that is they were the farmers of the rebellion. So if you lived here in western Pennsylvania during the 1790s, post-Revolutionary War, uh, good chance you – uh, either made whiskey, bartered with somebody who who made whiskey for goods and services, drank whiskey, drank whiskey, right? You 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 very much uh, had whiskey in, in, as a part of your 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 lifestyle. Uh, and so when the tax was levied levied uh, in 1791, the farmers out here very much disliked it. And so they they formed this group that they called themselves the Mingo Creek Society, uh, and they were the farmers who decided, okay, we don't like this tax, and and we're not going to pay it. And so uh, the Mingo Creek Society were the guys that ended up erecting liberty poles outside their homes. It was a tree, right, essentially, or a mm-hmm. fence post, uh, mm-hmm. all shapes and sizes. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd sew up a flag, a red and white striped flag that would read no excise tax. And so every home throughout western Pennsylvania, roads throughout western Pennsylvania, people lined them with these liberty poles. And, and the folks that met and talked about not paying their tax, they were known as the Mingo Creek Society. Mm-hmm. So that's the connection, right? I, you know, when we, you know, our federal excise tax, which unfortunately we do pay our excise tax these days, um, you for know, now. for now, <laughs> for now, the uh, they were, you know, that, that's the Mingo Creek Society, and then our brand, our, 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 as we're known to the public, is Liberty Pulse Spirits, as the, you know, the flag of the Whiskey Rebels. Um, I remember when we came for one of the PWF shares that we had here on a Sunday again. The last um, time, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the first time we met. Well, I had met you two at the Whiskey Fest last yeah. year real quick because yeah. that was like the day we started like the show. Right. Um, but I met your dad and your mom that day for the first time. And I remember your mom was so excited to talk to Zach <laughs> because when he gave his gorgeous uh, segment on your – I think it was the rye, wasn't oh, it, correct? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. he went into the history and the detail, not just the revolutionary times – meaning behind Liberty Pool. He went back to Roman times and your mom was just like, nobody gets that. <laughs> she was so excited to talk to him about that. That's great. Yeah. I loved it. We, um, Zach I was, was looking like, back. I had no idea she was going to talk to me for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I could talk about branding for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's my job. Yeah. That's what I do. That's true. I work in marketing. So, I mean, when yeah. she came up and she was like, let's talk about the brand. She was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, I was looking back at dates because we were trying to figure out, like, okay, when's our one year coming up? Like, we knew it was around the Whiskey Fest, but then I was thinking, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, we've known you guys for, I mean, less than a year, but, like, you know, since we first met. But it's crazy for us that we're here mm-hmm. with, like, you know, weeks until our one year. Like, within mm-hmm. a year, like, we're here, we're we're interviewing you're our first distiller that we're interviewing you know what i mean and i remember meeting your dad i didn't meet him i I like saw him at the um the barrel event the barrel like talk that they had at wiggle with mitch weddle Mm -hmm. 
and your dad was there. And I remember like Aaron or somebody was like, oh, you know, Jim's here from Liberty Pole. And I was like, oh, my God, he's like a distiller. Like, this is the coolest thing. And I was like afraid to talk to him. Like he was just like up on this pedestal, which I'm sure he's going to love hearing this audio. Um, and then he messaged the show. He was our like the first like Facebook message. Well, I was going to say, because the shoe was probably on the other foot. My dad was probably over there saying and saying, those are the podcast guys. Those yeah. <laughs> and um, he messaged the show, like yeah. Facebook message, you know, private message. And we had a couple questions because, and again, this is not just about bringing light to, to PA Whiskey, to, you know, Pittsburgh and local uh, surrounding mm. city um, shops and stuff like that. Right. And, artist um it's about us learning everything we can about whiskey basically Mm -hmm. and so we had a couple questions on the show and we're like oh we'll figure it out we'll answer and your dad like messaged us and i I called him i was like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like jim like the head like the dad like the 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 head distiller from from yeah like messaged the show and was like talking like they listen to the show oh my god they listen to the show (laughs) he loves it too yeah (laughs) he's probably your biggest fan (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate we appreciate it makes us feel like we're doing something right (laughs) because like i said we're still guessing (laughs) at this oh yeah i make half the shit i say yeah pretty much fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. okay so i'm i was doing some research before coming here today and i was you know get trying to dive into you know the backstory of the mingo creek society a little bit and and on a couple other interviews that your your dad had done, they kept bringing up Mingo Creek Meeting House. That obviously that wasn't here because you said this was built in 1905. So is that like close to here? Like where you guys think that like they met? Yeah, it is. We're probably about a nowadays a, a ten to fifteen minute drive. Um, okay. Actually, as we go out to the, we have a, a portrait by a, a Ray a Ray Forker portrait, a local artist who does mm-hmm. a lot of whiskey rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a portrait. Actually, I think I'm looking at I'm it right looking now. At it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it right behind <laughs> that's the picture of the meeting house, the meeting house. And yep. so, but that was, yeah, you know, within, within, you know, uh, you know, not too far from us currently. And, mm-hmm. and that's why too, that's why we call the front of our distillery, the meeting house. We call it the Mingo. Yeah. Creek yeah. Meeting, yeah. That's what it was that's all. Awesome. Mo- it was modeled oh, okay. to look so, okay. like the meeting Got house. Would okay. Have. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. there's the tie in yeah. right there. It wasn't the fact that they met here. Right. They, no. they couldn't have met no, here. This right. was not here. No. Um, it was yep. that that you wanted to. Yep. I mean, this. I. I. We've been here a couple of times, and I. There's still things I see mm-hmm. that I didn't yep. see before. Just a little details. Yeah. And yeah. it's crazy, crazy, yeah. like historic details. Like I've never seen over here. To me, there's like an article. Yeah. Up yeah. here, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I started reading that, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh! Like, look at. It's just yeah. the history you guys have in this one little building, is insane yeah that's what i like you to, know i like to tell people everything here is historically accurate and then of course you guys see the giant deer head on the wall mm-hmm. and it never fails someone always goes what about the deer <laughs> <laughs> everything but that or the, <laughs> or the ac unit on the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just because you don't want to die in here. Yeah. <laughs> the electricity i mean how hardcore do you guys want to be <laughs> next, gotta, next you need to get the hooves underneath it, holding like a, a, a musket or something. <laughs> so, okay, so you go through, you come up, you 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 guys work through like the branding. You find this name, you find the distillery name, you find the building finally. Right? right? When did your dad? What was when was that day? Like when was that when he like found this first? So that would have been in two thousand and sixteen. Does that sound right, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, 2016. or 16. So, yeah, it would have been. It would have been 2000 – no, no, sorry, 2015. It would have mm-hmm. been exa- – we had the building for about a year prior to opening. And mm-hmm. 
We started distilling in May of 2016. So, yeah, the building would have been found May of 2015, roughly. Okay. Um, and then about a year for the build-out. And it was mostly mostly tear-down work. The building had some walls, and it was we wanted to open it up and mm-hmm. um, give it this colonial feel and mm-hmm. the dark blues and the big colonial fireplace up front and mm-hmm. the portrait upside down of Hamilton. Uh, of course, yeah, which that, that finally like I I love the show the, mm-hmm. the musical, and I know like start to finish I know every word, mm-hmm. and it never like clicked to me until like we started doing this show mm-hmm. and we started like digging into like the history of this. It was just like the one side the one scene where him and uh, him and Thomas Jefferson go out and he says. Um, Imagine what gonna happen when you try to tax our whiskey. Mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, that's a, like okay, it rhymes, it works, and then like. I was sitting and I was like, oh, no, like there's just another detail that if you didn't know about this area and the history that this area has, you would think it was just another line. And and so it's just like that shows. I mean, I'm not going to this could be two hour show just to mean talking about that musical, (laughs) but it just shows how deep like they went into like Mm. making this. Oh yeah, sure. and yeah. it's just uh, yeah, it never clicked to me before so, until so, like recently. Yeah, these, these guys were they were a, a proud group of farmers, right? A lot of them were Scotch Irish. A lot of them left mm-hmm. England because of the you know the taxation of the monarchy, and they fought in the Revolutionary War. And and what, like we were saying earlier, I mean, whiskey was so entrenched in these guys' mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. that when you know when Hamilton taxed it, they they were upset. Mm-hmm. They really did get fired up about it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and it was an old an old Scotch Irish tradition to hang. British monarchs pictures upside down. Mm-hmm. So it was common that you would hang, you know, the royalty upside down mm-hmm. if you were a Scotch Irish folk. And so when Hamilton taxed their whiskey, it was said that a lot of these farmers uh, out here would hang Hamilton's portrait upside down. That's sign funny. of disrespect. So that's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. A, yeah, it's a, it's a great centerpiece for when you walk in the yeah. distillery and a good mm-hmm. conversation started too. And it, it does it, it it shows the the story. So okay, find the building in May yep. 2015. Get it all up to code up to what you want it to be you get the the still in here and everything how when do you start distilling yeah so that would have been so that it's ready for opening july 2016 so when we did that we we right at the end of may 2016 we started producing uh spirits on Mm -hmm. uh, on herald our our still um (laughs) at night (laughs) night. (laughs) and yeah it was and so so uh what we did though for for the first our grand opening day, we had two products. We had our unaged rye whiskey, our Bassett Town whiskey, um, which is cool because it's it's historically significant. Back in the 1790s, these guys weren't aging whiskey in barrels. It was a way to preserve your grain, and you take it to market as a clear spirit, and that's what you would barter with. And so, um, you know, it was a really nice tie-in to the history of, of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know, Western Pennsylvania rye. Uh, and then we also had a one-month-old uh, corn whiskey that was aged in a toasted barrel. Uh, and so we had the two products for op- opening day, mm-hmm. um, and and from one of those first, actually from that first distillation run, we had put away our bourbon, and so mm-hmm. we aged it in five gallon barrels, and we released it in August, Rob. Of, it was a couple months after that. Yeah, yeah, a month or two, and then you know a week or so later, maybe a month later, we released the first rye whiskey, and mm-hmm. uh, also aged in five gallon barrels, and uh, and then the pita bourbon, I think, was the probably the final final release of the core mm-hmm. products. So so. Uh, Bassett Town, talk to me about that name. Yeah, so Bassett Town is what Washington was referred to okay. uh, during the Whiskey Rebellion, during mm-hmm. the 1790s. This is known as, as Bassett Town. And uh, pretty cool, too. The, the, the city in the, the 50s, I believe, had, had resurrected this name 
uh, and and referred to the area up the street as Bass, Bassettown Square, and, mm. and has have somewhat re- revitalized the history. But um, but yeah, when we were looking for it, and you know, looking for a name for for the whiskey, it made sense as a perfect. Fit. So not only do you name the distillery historically, right? Not only do you name the product historically, you name your very first right. distillate historically. Correct. Correct. That's mom for you. I mean, <laughs> this is branding Genius. to the max, right? She just said you go out and just be a consultant. For all these she should be a consultant for all these new, you know, all these new distilleries that are starting up. Oh yeah, she yeah. could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Pass Town not aged at all. It's aged for it's aged in a uh, used barrel, sixty gallons, produced in Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, it's aged for as long as it would have taken to make it from here to Pittsburgh on horseback. Which, so, I, which is like it's about twelve com- hours. Okay, couple hours. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where did you long, long story short, minutes. twelve hours. So where yeah. did you get these used barrels from? You know what the used barrel. So the first time we did the Bassett Town, it wasn't Wilson. any used barrels. It comes out of Wilson Forest Products, a cooperage out of Greene County. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't so, know there was cooperage up this way. Yeah, so he oh. makes sixty gallon barrels. Mm-hmm. I think they're called butts, and ships them mostly to uh, Europe for winemaking. Oh, nice. Yeah, he he's a really good cooper. He's very very well renowned for for the barrels that he makes for the, for yeah. the wine industry. Yeah, and uh, the corn was that also aged in the same type of barrel, or did you have a different one for the corn? A yeah. different one for that one. And so the, the the first batch of corn came out of of, of toasted barrels, uh, new toasted oak barrels. Uh, How, whereas, what big? How big? Five, five gallons. gallons. Five, so yeah, you started every, with five. In the why early, in the early days, everything was five gallons. Okay, oh, so that yeah. was my next question: is yeah. why why go to a small barrel like that? So, five, so small barrels, they age a little bit faster, arguably depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. But essentially, um, you have a lot more surface area in a small barrel. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot more of the whiskey's in contact with the wood than it mm-hmm. is in a big barrel. So you get your oak extraction a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we started off. So whenever you're a, a young distillery and don't have the capital to stay open for four years mm-hmm. you know, without product, uh, that's a nice way to get product to market a little bit faster. Right. So that being said, the minute we feel like we have enough inventory stocked away um, – we jump size to 10 gallons, right? Mm-hmm. And then we jump size to uh, 15s. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently jumped to 30s. And actually, this week is the last week we'll ever fill a 30. Um, we've been in the process for the last couple months, about six months now, of transitioning to the full-size 53s. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's what we do. Nothing so you got 53s. enough downstairs that's going to last yeah. you for those to sit for however long you Fingers need. crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. We <laughs> we uh, The jump from 15s to 30s, me and Kev cut really closely. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we learned a little bit on yeah. this jump to 53s. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we should be okay. How long would you, when you started with the fives, outside of the corn and the, and the Bassett Town, the, the bourbon, yeah. how long did you age that for? So for us in five-gallon barrels, it, it was three to five months yeah, on average. On the, the season. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That's what's difficult with the five-gallon barrels. It starts to be really become a craft. They don't see all four seasons, right? So if you're in the summertime, your whiskey age is completely different than if you mm-hmm. distill a whiskey on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the big reasons we're a fan of the barrels we're in now is mm-hmm. they see all four seasons, right? So you mm-hmm. get so for us in those summer barrels, we were getting a lot of really good barrel flavors, the spicy cinnamons, mm-hmm. a lot of heavy oak. In the wintertime, you'd get more butterscotch, right? Okay. Believe it or not, more saucy. Same barrel. More, same barrel. More softer, sweeter notes, right? So now in these bigger barrels that – get all four seasons you get a nice compromise a mm-hmm. nice mixture of all of those flavors interesting yeah yeah Do that you being have a preference for which season <laughs> that was if that you were still doing the fives so yeah five. so <laughs> it's tough call we really only did fives for like five months so we didn't have a ton of experience so we kind of tried to jump barrel size as fast as we could here mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. but um 
it was heavily debated. Me and Kev were summer fans. Yeah. Mom was a big time winter fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So winter was better. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They know who's the boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. We know who the boss is. Yeah. That being said, it's interesting. You guys would have been shocked to see the color difference, too. But really? For the same five month age, uh, yeah, the, su- the winter barrel was a golden amber compared to the dark brown of the summer barrel. So mm, was, that's crazy. Yeah. How how does the so being in the because your barrel room is downstairs yes right how being like underground the cement walls and everything how much does the temperature fluctuate so if if you don't open the pretty, the garage door we're pretty religious about opening that garage door that's mm-hmm. what if we're here working it's pretty uh, safe bet that the garage door is open and there's a nice fan path blowing air through there. We want okay. basically the temperature outside to be the temperature inside. So the most temperature fluctuation we see down there, um, it's seasonally, right? So hot in the summertime, cold in the wintertime. So mm-hmm. it, we don't get the um, extreme temperature swings from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., but we're also not exactly looking for that. So mm-hmm. we, if it's cold outside, we want it cold in that barrel house, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So why do the small barrels versus like just make the, the basset and the corn for – a couple of years and let the big barrels sit. Like, why did you want to start with the small? We like bourbon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And rye. Well, cause and some of these, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of these yeah. like newer distilleries, like they, they're selling vodkas. They're selling gins. They're doing like all this stuff while their barrels well, are sitting so they can pay for like yeah. the taxes and everything you have. To, but our, you guys are just like, Nope, we're jumping into this. How do we do this right yeah. now? Ooh. And you know what? Our, yeah. Our mentality is we, we want to focus on one, one product whiskey mm-hmm. and do it as well as we can mm-hmm. and, and focus our entire effort into, making a, a darn good whiskey right mm-hmm. and so uh our mentality and, and right right or wrong right has always been hey let's focus every day right for for every year into 100 percent into whiskey mm-hmm. and, and learn everything you can and and uh and the beauty of the fives is you get feedback right it's instant feedback you you know rather than putting something in and i've heard horror stories of oh shoot you know what we scale up our distillery and go from home to to to, to full scale put something in a barrel let it sit for two years and Oh crap! It doesn't taste good, right? <laughs> all so, while, all while continuing to make that exact same product for two right. years. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. so you you have uh, you have five gallon barrels that that you know um, at least mature oak wise, not mm-hmm. necessarily um, you know d- debated on you know, other flavors that that come into it. But but uh, you can really see okay, hey, if if I make my cuts here, I do this, and I I let it sit and react with oak and oxygen. How does that turn out? Mm-hmm. And uh, you hone in your process, and you and you really develop your craft. Yeah. And, we like to say over the last three and a half years, we've kind of cut our teeth on fives, jumped yep. up to tens, you know, made a couple minor tweaks, jumped to fifteens, made a mm-hmm. couple tweaks, and uh, we couldn't be more uh, excited about the whiskey that we're pulling out of barrels right now. Right now yeah. And one of the even more, ex- uh, one of the most exciting parts of that is we go back and look at the whiskey, how we made what's coming out of barrels right mm-hmm. now. It's exactly the way we're making whiskey right now. Yeah. Right. So it's so you guys it's get all those time. you get guys get all those tweaks. You get out of that guesswork because I mean, like you said, if you're jumping right from small scale to fifty three gallon, you're gambling on that this is going to come out right. 100%. You guys took that gambling bit out of it and you sat there, you perfected it and perfected it and perfected it, it until an you form. knew yeah. yep. this is what yeah. we want. Yeah. yeah. That's and not awesome. to mention too, we felt like, honestly, if we did a vodka, we, we hate vodka too. We're not, <laughs> um, if we did a vodka, it dilute the brand. We're whiskey guys, right? We're in the heart of the whiskey rebellion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We make whiskey, right? And so it didn't make sense to us to even think about trying mm-hmm. to do something other than, other than whiskey. 
So does the corn, do you still do that one in five gallons or is that like aged longer now? In the yeah, bigger so one? the corn is aged every bit as seriously as the bourbons, the rye, mm-hmm. the peated bourbons. So it's, it's scaled up in the barrels yes, as well. Sir. Yeah, it's it's in 30 gallons right now, just like all our other whiskeys, mm-hmm. soon to be 53s. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it'll be a while before we have a used 53. So Not yeah, too long. the corn kind of lags. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so the corn is aged every bit as long, every bit as seriously. The main difference is it's used cooperage versus new. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. The corn's kind of the, the dark horse. It's the it's, corn's the corn's my second favorite. <laughs> it's it's an awesome whiskey, and it, it's it's simple, and and it to me it's a cool thing, especially whether you're a, a novice whiskey drinker or an experienced whiskey drinker. It's really cool to see. It's a corn based whiskey, like a bourbon, obviously, and and but seeing that uh, mature in a, a second use barrel versus first use barrels of, mm-hmm. of oak, it's a different flavor. It's not it's not as heavy oak, but it's still mature and. A ton of good vanillas and and it's you know. simple, it's sweet, and it's clean. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. it's, it's the crisp. It's that crisp. Good. It's good for the summertime. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Your dad, when I when I was here for the blending event, I talked to your dad real quick for a little bit after the event, and he said something, and I I just it popped in my head last night. And I wanted to write it down, and I was going to bring this up to him, but he's not here today. But he told me. Because he's kind of he started as like the distiller, the head distiller, right, and all that, and then it's kind of become you two now, correct? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say it's a, it's it's quite a it's definitely a family effort mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, everyone's pretty pretty still heavily involved. Okay. But but I cut open corn bags and, and stuff like that. So because <laughs> I he, guess you could say that he said to me. I said, he said, I, I taught this. them everything they know, but not everything, <laughs> everything I know. <laughs> you know, the ultimate irony is that is my joke. <laughs> he stole that off me. He used it about me. <laughs> I'm glad I wrote it down. <laughs> so you, you guys weren't selling anything before uh, July 9th, Correct. No, no. 2016. No, okay. we were plugging away in the back, distilling. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's awesome. So talk about like after you get started, right? What kind of feedback were you guys? Was it, was, did you guys like blow up right away? Did it take a bit? I mean, it's only been three. Well, it's, we're past July. So it's been three years, a little bit over three years at this point. Um, how was that process of just like the success that you guys are at now? Yeah, so the, uh, Kevin probably better suited to answer this question. But the way I see it from my point of view, it has been a really awesome to witness organic growth, right? Okay. There was never a boom. Um, it was just something that every week we'd see a couple more people every week. We'd see a couple more people who really liked the product. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a really slow organic growth that has continued. Yeah, for right? sure. I know. I think our mentality and our vision, you talk to any of, any of the hops or even, you know, our, we're fortunate to have a really good staff, uh, as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, we all share the same vision, I think of, you know, Hey, we want to provide the best whiskey experience possible. And mm-hmm. so a, a ton of things encompass that, right. From walking into the distillery and, you know, being greeted and seeing the history, learning it and mm-hmm. seeing how it's made to the cocktails, you know, enjoying a really pleasant cocktail. So have you guys done cocktails since the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, from the beginning. Yeah. So, so that, that's yeah. not, a, that's, it's not just like people are coming in and buying your product and tasting the product and seeing, you know, doing a tour if they want to. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. guys are also using your product and making. Yeah. We, what, we, from what I see, well, I haven't, smart. I mean, I had I mean, one today yeah. and this was fantastic. Yeah. You ruined Manhattan's for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you're doing better, all these yeah. crazy fun, like 
cocktails that yeah. I wish I lived closer. That, that <laughs> could is, come down. That is all mom. You should see her notebook. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Can yeah. we? <laughs> it's under lock and key. So. I mean, wait, actually, it's on the shelf. About it. <laughs> yeah. Which one? No, it's on her desk somewhere. <laughs> I think it is. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Then, there co- taking pictures later. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what. But we, we've always viewed cocktails as a main point of our business, right? Mm-hmm. That's what people want to drink whiskey. They want to enjoy it. Some people want to drink it neat. Some people want it on the rocks. Just as many people want cocktails out mm-hmm. of it, and it is awesome to see what you can do with it in mm-hmm. any of those, you know, states. That's oh, yeah. smart. I mean, you showcase your brand, your product that you guys work so hard on in any scenario. So it's a, it's, it's a, you know, accessible yeah. to anybody. Well, that, it's cool too. And I mean, our mentality too is, is you know, the cocktail's not meant to mask. The whiskey. It's meant mm-hmm. to it's to highlight it. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's fun. So when we come up, you know, as mom's going through the process of making, you know, the cocktails and um, has an idea of, okay, I want this particular flavor. It's it's fall, maybe apple cider, right? And uh, you'll try it with, you know, the five different whiskeys. And there's clearly the right, the right taste better with this, you know, cider can cocktail. Mm-hmm. And it is. And mm-hmm. it, it really does show that, okay, you know, each, each flavor can be accented or highlighted in, in the whiskey. So, yeah, cocktails are, are, are a lot of fun. Now, do you do your own distributing? Do you have a distributor like that sends it out to bars or wherever? Like how? Like where can people find your stuff? Like how many yeah. bars and places? Like what? What's are you just in PA? Are you in other states now? Like no, currently st- still in Pennsylvania. Just in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, about a, a roughly an hour, hour and a half radius from the distillery okay. in bars and restaurants. Um, you know. Uh, Great, you guys have had them on as guests and have been awesome for for both our brand and, and all of Pennsylvania's is Pennsylvania libations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was so, I was going to bring this up next. Yeah, yes, perfect. Yep. Yeah, so so um, between the distillery and, and Pennsylvania libations is is generally the places to find the bottle, you know, the whiskey bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have recently started expanding a little bit into state stores, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh, fine wine and spirit stores, and so uh, our peated bourbons available in, in nine state stores right now. And uh, as the product supply is is growing. Uh, you'll see, you know, the rye and the bourbon also mm-hmm. uh, dipping into some state stores as well. Mm-hmm. So we ship to anyone in Pennsylvania, um, and then bars and restaurants. So, right. um, yeah. when did you um, make the contract with Pennsylvania Libations? We so it's we been were a while now. It's been a while. Yeah, we were one of the first uh, wave of uh, I think there were six or seven of us uh, in his as he got the store mm-hmm. store rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, a, li- a couple of years at this point. I think it's almost almost two. I want to say almost two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and they're awesome. Their entire staff knows uh, mo- almost more about our product they than know, we do. They know our match bills better than we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love just I love sitting and just being a fly on the wall in there and just uh, letting, uh, listen to his bartenders just it's go. Unbelievable. And it's cool because they do it with our product, and then they do it with the other fifteen brands that are mm-hmm. there too. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do you know all this stuff? It's it's very impressive. So, yeah, th- those guys are great. Mm-hmm. Unicorns. Yeah, they're unicorns. They yeah, they really are. Well said. Oh, I have a question for you guys. What do you got? So you guys are – so we're coming up on three years now. Do you have anything that has been aging since you started Ooh, that you yes. haven't Ooh. opened yet? Oh, you guys are going to be maybe a little disappointed. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, with you guys only starting with five gallons, yeah, that would make exactly. sense. Yeah, exactly. I was just curious. Yeah, no. So what I will say, though, is we do have a couple 53-gallon barrels that are about a year and a half, almost two years almost old two. at this point. Come January. Um, and they are the only barrels down there that are not um, – dog-eared for you know a production schedule at some point so mm-hmm. they are free to sit for as long as they want to nice. so we uh, not since day one but almost two years old and 53s that we think should get yeah. a, a good long rest that's so. impressive and we're coming up to i mean re- 
the the age of the whiskeys in bottles currently is um, roughly 16, 18, 20, 23 months in that kind mm. of time frame. We'll, we'll taste um, our pita bourbon just turned to it's his birthday today. That's yeah, exciting. so I just pulled a barrel sample of that. So <laughs> we're uh, we're really encroaching on this kind of straight straight you know the straight category of, of yeah, whiskeys. So. That's what we're uh, we're uh, pinching product supply pretty tight until we get this two year mark. Mm, so we're sure. we're excited. We can we can smell it right now. It's close. Nice. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's neat. It's it, you know it's 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 a notch in the belt, right? It's we, we've we've been happy with everything that we've released, and we mm-hmm. wouldn't have released it if it didn't taste good, right? right? And that we we have we've dumped whiskey in the past, and, and I think that you know everything. If, a lot of stuff is age state, and you age state everything yeah, right. that you yeah. do, and I feel like that some bourbon drinkers or some rye drinker, whiskey drinkers, which just encompass everybody, right? Sees the eighteen, nineteen months, like you're not even at the two year mark, right? And they go, meh. You know, sure. but you know you're doing it in the small barrels, so yeah, it's 18 months, but that may be like a There's 53 a gallon sitting for two and a half years. You yeah. know, I don't know the, yeah. the, the direct correlation, but yeah. um, well, the other thing too is it just tastes so damn good. It tastes like yeah. it's been in the barrel yeah. for forever. I, mean, I mean, I'm looking at them over the there, first... and I'm looking at the color, and yeah. you could fool the hell out of me telling <laughs> me that 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 rye. Yeah. I don't know what it says because yeah. I can't see that far, but like. You could fool the hell out of me. Tell me that was an eighteen month. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I, I think Kev said it right. Like, we've been happy with everything we've ever put in bottles. We would not have put it in bottles if we were not super excited about mm-hmm. it. Really proud to put it in mm-hmm. market and say, hey, we made this ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, if you view yourself as a premium brand, I think you want the age statement to kind of go along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, at least kind of check that straight whiskey mm-hmm. box. Maybe get closer mm-hmm. to four years as you go yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. something we're definitely working on. Right, but that makes sense though that you guys. I mean. Back to your point that you made earlier about these brands that they're like, we're going to jump from fives to 53s. Oh, crap. This tastes like garbage. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, congratulations, guys. You spent the last four years making shit whiskey. Right. Whereas you guys are like, 18 months, check it. 18 months, check it. You know, five months, check it. Whatever. You're making sure that the product is quality so that when you do get that four-year mark and you do get to that straight, <laughs> that when yeah. that takes the box, that's going to be a hell that's of cool. a whiskey. That's yeah. Cool. You yeah. know, because they already are. But you guys are like you guys are checking in on the process, so it's admirable that you guys are taking the time to make sure that you're doing it right. Yes, I, I said this. I said this to your dad at the blending event. I said, you know, I, hats off from both of us to you guys because you are really like honing in on what what it should be, and you and guys have, like Zach just said, uh, Jesus. When you guys get to that four year mark, yeah. four year mark on the fifty three, we'll 53s, be the first ones in freaking line. Yeah, it's gonna be. You guys already make my favorite rye. Yeah. That's cool. That's no, cool. like seriously, thank I, you. I, thank was, you I was um, always, I mean, I can't When we started, we started, we decided, well, we originally started, that's why the tagline of meaning is bourbon, we just haven't changed it, but we've kind of like decided, you know what, we're just going to go all whiskeys, because why not? Why? There's enough ones that just focus on bourbons. Let's get bourbons, let's get rice, let's get corn, let's get scotches, let's get Irish, let's get, um, we had an Indian whiskey at the the. Whiskey yeah, cast of Japanese it. whiskey. We have Japanese whiskey. Yeah. So, like, let's just encompass everything and let's just go and let's talk about them all. And was he was never on board with the rise. Yeah. Oh, really? So I remember that. Yeah. I was and not on the rye train. Yeah. I was a he, bourbon guy. Yeah. I liked the sweetness of and, bourbon. I, yeah. got a, I, I got a sweet tooth. We, yeah. I got a sweet tooth. <laughs> yes. Shot every time I t- t- and, say that one. And Dana, in her amazing unicornness, Infinite looked wisdom. at him and said, He said, I don't like rise. And she is like, you do, and I have the perfect one for you. And she poured your guys' rye because we cool. started with yeah. we started that show with Dana with 
three really a year cool. of products. Sweet. That's awesome. And he went, oh, dear God, I love this. I like a rye. No, and then, like, almost, then she pulled out Stolen Wolf <laughs> cast strength rye, and you about fell off your chair because you were just like, well, I am no longer not a rye person. <laughs> I'm a rye guy. You guys in Stolen Wolf, you know, I'm very happy to say that my two favorite ryes are mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania rye whiskeys. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and, and maybe that's just what I was doing wrong the whole time was I wasn't getting it from the OG source, but um, <laughs> it's in know, the water. It's, it was. Like you guys, you guys broke me down first mm-hmm. to open That's my cool. mind up to rye whiskeys, and that was on an eighteen-month rye. Yeah, you know, like I'm yeah crapping my pants thinking about West Ham. That's, That's cool. Four years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know. Well, it's neat. I mean, you can have that, that. That's the beauty, and I think that's you can edit that out, right? I don't want to say <laughs> crap in my pants. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. Damn excuse, it. excuse me, shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to edit that one out. <laughs> oh no, no, the show has an e on it. We're good. You say whatever you want on the show. Yeah, you know what it is. You you can have you can have good whiskeys that are young. You can have good whiskeys that are old. You can have bad whiskeys that are young, and you can have bad whiskeys that are old. Right? It's it's not always age is not always indicative of of a good product. Right. It Thank certainly you. can be. Thank you. Certainly can be. But um, but yeah, you can shape what you put into the barrel for the amount of anticipated time, mm-hmm. um, and and really produce a flavorful and bodied whiskey in in a short amount of time. So um, it's neat, and it gives it gives the consumer variety, right? We don't want to be you know, the big guys of the world, we want to produce our own thing. Right. And that's, we want to mm-hmm. stand on our own two feet. And, that was the other thing yeah. too, as I, I said to your dad, said, not that it's anything against anyone that does this. Cause there are a lot of good places that mm-hmm. sourced per, first to, to make the money to, to pay the taxes and then came up with some very good stuff of their own. Like after they were done, mm-hmm. you guys didn't go that route either. You didn't go straight up clear spirits outside of the Bassett town. And when I say clear spirits, I mean like the vodka and this right. and the gin, right? Oh, there's um, anything wrong with that. But no, no, no. Again, this is nothing wrong, but I'm just like, this is a testament to like your family's yeah, like and your dedication, dedication yep. to oh, being like historical. I know we pretty much are <laughs> yeah, being right. historical through and through when it comes to the ridiculousness of the historic factor of detail. your, yeah. your just your brand in general to the crazy historic that is this building beautiful building by the way yeah, you guys. Cool. the whole time we've been talking about it sitting around mm-hmm. going like yeah. i'd be hella proud to own this building. <laughs> <laughs> it was tom the tanker it was the yeah. whiskey revels yeah yeah looking it's just us. you guys have just well, done a uh, hell of a job with this you know thank you thank you very much and same to you guys we're excited to see all the uh, all the growth you guys have had and um this is a really professional setup podcast you guys oh, thank are awesome you. we're, we're yeah. guessing so thank you we <laughs> said that when we when we did earlier, the fake it till you make it. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> we when we were at the whiskey fest we said uh we're sitting next to the jago podcast right yeah. we was talking to them and i said you know they've been around for three plus years at this mm-hmm. point and they're just like lights out like boom boom boom, boom you know? it off yeah mm-hmm. and i'm just like we i feel like we're babies like next to you guys and and rachel had said she goes I don't know. Based on your setup, you don't look like babies. Like I wouldn't awesome. guess you've only been doing this for a year. Yeah. Awesome. The only thing so. we got to change about this setup is next time we got to put the bottle of rye right in the middle. That is true. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. Oh damn. <clears throat> Are there any other facts that you guys want to speak to about the the business? Um. Because I I have all my stuff checked off. So there's anything. I, you guys I got more questions. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good, buddy. Yeah. I, I just wanted to let you guys know yeah. if you can't think of anything else that you want to say, I have more things. To Please, say yeah, you. go for okay. it. Okay, so um, plans for expanding outside of Pennsylvania at any point? Do you guys do you guys anticipate wanting to get to a place where you are kind of starting to ship into like Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia, stuff like that, like the surrounding states, kind of a thing? 
you know what uh our our, our short term growth no you know mm-hmm. the the um you know we we really want to we want to own the backyard kind of thing right you want mm-hmm. to uh you want to make sure you 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 uh can stock your 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 hometown right and make sure that you know everyone that wants it here can have it and mm-hmm. so um with the six hundred gallon system the expansion um you know i would say in 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 the coming future but but short term no, we want to make sure that we suck at everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> you want a yeah. good base. You want that. You, you gotta, want that foundation there. Absolutely, and that you know what that goes. That just that mm-hmm. it just kind of reiterates our, our mentality, right? Is make sure you have a good foundation and and, and hone it. And so, but yeah, so someday awesome. our, yeah. our vision is is to be you know you know hey one of the premier Pennsylvania rye distillers. That's that's no, what that's we focus awesome. on. And so yeah, someday that that will be the. Plan. In the meantime, we want to make sure people in Pennsylvania have Pennsylvania rye whiskey. That's right. Mm-hmm. You guys are saints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys not Kevin <laughs> <laughs> what was it like going from Harold to the new is it new what do you, new Harold, new Harold? Yeah, that's a, also Harold Harold Harold, yeah. Harold the second yeah. <laughs> I like to say we're like the family that keeps getting new dogs but keeps naming it the same name <laughs> over and over again because so. what Harold was you said it earlier just remind me and everyone else how much how many gallons was Harold Originally, yeah. oh. original Harold was three hundred gallons, and now you're at six. Now we're at six hundred gallons. Why what is, is that? His name Harold. It's my grandfather's name, actually. So it's my dad's. Jesus dad. Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, son so, of a bitch. So it's kind of funny. Uh, so my grandfather was Harold. He was a he was a real big ginger. Uh, grew up in uh, well, he, they lived in Munhall their entire lives. Oh god. Uh, worked on uh, worked on Neville Island. I think he got whiskey as a oh Christmas gift uh, every year from the guys he worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, so after he passed away, which was right around the time we were opening up the distillery, my parents were cleaning out a very big whiskey collection from my pap. And uh, they figured it would be pretty fitting to name a still after a guy who had a lot of whiskey, but didn't drink any of it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Son of a... just history after history. It's like a, you know, and it's you like know an onion. Just got anything else high, but layers, and layers. Well, actually, pretty cool too. And so, so Harold, we actually, um, the old Harold, ended up. Uh, he's going out to a, uh, a distillery that's opening up in uh, Paradise, California. Uh, they're calling themselves Golden Beaver. Uh, and the guy actually he just picked up Harold last week. Uh, and he drove it out to to California, and we asked him. We said, you know, hey, his name's Ben Harold. Are you? What are you going to do? Are you going to rename it? And he goes, no, his name's Harold. I can't change his name. And so he's keeping Harold. <laughs> That's awesome. Out in That's California. how you know you gave it to the right dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Harold so makes cool. awesome whiskey, yeah. and it'll continue to make awesome, awesome. So whiskey. what was it like going from the three hundred to the six hundred? Like those first couple, like that first week, you guys like? Yeah. So you know, it wasn't as big of a change as you'd think. That, okay. So yeah, we put the legwork in to make sure that everything was as similar as you could expect. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially, instead of our mashes and our fermenters being three feet tall, now they're six feet tall. So there's there's a couple little changes mm-hmm. that go along with that, mm-hmm. but for the most part, um, the product, our process, it all stayed exactly the same. So the whiskey is very much Liberty Pole off of New Herald. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, exactly what we were hoping for. So nothing nothing too major. A lot less dust, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, with yeah. a couple uh, fancier conveyor belts. Mm-hmm. But besides that, uh, it's all exactly the same. That's awesome. You guys should make father son onesie t shirt sets. This is Harold on the t shirt and new Harold on the onesie. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. We do need a new t shirt design, so. <laughs> Royalties. <though. laughs> Trademark. Yeah. You have any other questions? Um, I did, but hold on. I, I know I lost Keep talking. I'll remember. <laughs> I know I had another one have, and I shouldn't have ever wrote it down. Have we hit all the bases? Uh, We've talked about. I will tell you guys, we used to have an experimental still. 
right in, oh, okay. the, in the still in the distillery uh we, we got a lot of really good work on it did a couple experimental whiskeys on it formulated a couple of the new mash bills the peated rye mm-hmm. um right mm-hmm. we ran out a lot of queen chair stuff on that it was mainly for experimentation right mesquite named, rye yeah it was a mesquite rye which we were looking for it was it was named after my other grandfather howard right so he was a high school chemistry teacher his whole life mm-hmm. so uh even more fitting even if it's a little less funny Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. R and D still after the high school chemistry teacher. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Oh, yeah. are, are you guys going to do anything with that mesquite whiskey? Yeah, yes. We may or may so not have batch. barrels in the basement. That's yeah. what the second show is going to be about. Yeah. We're going to hold off. Oh on yeah, the... we get to try some of it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. At least the experimental so, version. So before we get, we're going to end of a bitch. <laughs> we're going to thank you both. I mean, I'm going to thank you again later, but I know you, I think you have to duck out. Here I soon. think I should be able to stick around. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. Thank you guys again for sitting down with us on a Sunday. I know this is your day off, so I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. you guys taking is, your day off. This is off a lot of tough work. So I know. Right? <laughs> I Sitting that, in yeah. front of a mic and yeah, drinking whiskey. <laughs> My arm's tired from racing. Yeah. <laughs> My hand's starting to cramp. <clears throat> right. Um, well, so thank, we'll, thank you for having yeah. us. This is it. Really is. We're we really are honored to be here. This is a lot of fun. Oh, go so. on, thank you. <laughs> really go on. <laughs> we like praise. <laughs> um, what do you eat? Attention. <laughs> <laughs> where can people find? We, we've talked a little bit about where they can buy the whiskey. Right, there's yeah. a couple state stores. Which again, if you're if you're not familiar with the the fine wine, good spirits, check out their website. Just type in Liberty Pole, and you can find locations where they are at. So outside of that, outside of coming here, and outside of P libations, anywhere else. That's it. Online. Uh, online. online yes. We do sell online. And then, yeah. You can yeah. always ask your local bar for it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they don't stock it, let us know. I live right like on the edge of Millville Shaler. And we go down to bar three a lot for, for, for drinks or for dinner or something with like when our family comes down. And they have your bourbon on the shelf. And I opened it. Nice. Because I was like, I saw it and I was like, can I have that on the rocks? And he was like, the what? <laughs> As we talked to you, sometimes bartenders look at you funny, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's, it's, see that bottle with the fancy, and it's got the, you know, and it's got the person on the front. And I said, uh, give me that on the rocks. He's like, huh. Okay. And he like got it. He like went and had That's to cool. find like a ladder to get, cause it was up on a top shelf. And that is awesome. And well, it's because uh, that it's is top shelf. Stuff. Because it is top shelf. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Go. You beat me to that. So yeah. And then if you, That's if cool. you see a Liberty pull bottle, um, and Zach's been taking pictures like crazy, so we're gonna have a ton of cool. pictures on on our social media I've for begun. for this. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you see a bar, and if you're at a bar and you see it, try it. Most definitely try it. You will this not is, regret it. You'll thank us. We're not gonna get into reviews, but if you we see it, have already. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, overall, I kind of can guess. Uh, if you see it somewhere, just bar. If you see it at a bar, if you see it in this like the state store if you if you happen to be down the strip district and you want and you stumble in family who lives in the area pick yourself up a bottle and try it cool we appreciate that yeah let us know how you like it Mm -hmm. so like it (laughs) so we won't oh what's your website sorry what's the what's the website is it just libertypolespirits.com okay instagram at libertypolespirits facebook at libertypolespirits uh, Twitter at libpolespirits. <laughs> yeah, Twitter has weird like. <laughs> yeah, I know it's just kind of screwed up the whole flow of everything. What's that? Twitter. It does. It, it does. That's why flow. we have a weird. That's why our handles are weird because Twitter was being. It's the mean. same thing with my design handle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yep. All right, so we're not going to do our typical outro right now because we're not done with you two yet. We're done with this show. That sounds so ominous. We're, gonna... <laughs> we're not done with you yet. Should I be scared? <laughs> um, 
So we're going to end this show here. I'm going to yeah. play the little outro music right now. And, um, and we will, we're going to actually go back-to-back weeks with this. We're, we're, we're so excited about this. We're not going to wait to every other week for this show. This is, you're going to get this show back-to-back weeks. So whenever this comes out, wait another week, and you'll get the second half, which we're going to start here in a little bit. So, if you're so to be continued. <laughs>